Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 298. My name is Brando, and I, I'm blown away. I didn't know how successful these Guns N' Roses review shows would be. So right away, I just got to thank both Eric and Corey, who submitted, I think, both on Facebook. So this is why you want to follow on social media to review the, the indie show that just happened last night. So thank you, guys. Right. Thank no you. Problem. Yeah, thank you. And what's been great about doing the review shows, it's one thing if, yeah, I went to the first, uh, the one that kicked it off, Hershey Park. It's great to talk about it. As, as somebody who goes to a show, it's great to talk about it, obviously, mm-hmm. while you both are here. And then I had the New Jersey show like a week later. But how is it going to be when I'm, I'm not there and I'm hearing about each show along the way from different fans? Mm-hmm. And I'm loving it. And I know you guys, um, that's why you're reaching out. So uh, I, I continue to encourage people to, and I'm getting submissions for Atlantic City already, uh, Baltimore. So it's, uh, you know, knocking on wood, just keeping this uh, this tour night train going. Doing so, a good job. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun to listen to, I think, to hear what other people are saying about the shows because you can only get so much reading it on the bulletin boards and stuff, you know. Or So I think it's great. Yeah, your your perspective, and I do my best as a air quote professional, but I'm really a professional. But sometimes I don't I don't do a great job at that. But I, I try to keep a uh, you know it all round up, you know, kind of keep it a, a nice little focus. So kind of keep those kind of give a conversation you would have at a concert with somebody you met randomly, and almost right. put it in a podcast. So are you both from the area? I've never been to Indianapolis. I don't know anything about other than yeah, Axel's from. The area Lafayette. yeah i'm i live in champaign illinois which is about two hours away from indy to the okay. west and axel's from and isia from lafayette which is about an hour and 45 so we're kind of like in a triangle area between those two places so for me it's, it's an easy jaunt to go over there it's, it's easier to go there than it is chicago or st louis but i've seen them at all places so it's um, St. Louis, Eric. How come you have a Cardinals hat on? Shouldn't you? Well, this is an homage to the "Don't Cry" video, of course. But I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I, you know, I, I was just at a game recently, so I grabbed one. I figured the Guns and Roses shirt and the St. Louis hat goes with the uh, goes with the show. So <laughs> let's see the actually. If you're watching on Zoom, sorry to cut. Uh, yeah, just the bullet. Yeah, the the gun. Yeah. Uh, the bullet. <laughs> Right nice fifty dollars, fifty dollars souvenir from last night. Yeah, <laughs> I also got a little. I also got a lithograph, a two eighty eight out of three hundred. So, okay, all right. I don't, I don't have that with me at the moment. <laughs> okay, I want to get to that. I want to get through your both of your your whole deal going to the show. Like what time you get there, everything, which includes getting lithographs. But uh, okay. Corey, are you from the area? You have an uh, an interesting accent. I'm from Chicago, so I actually, uh, yeah, I'm from Chicago. Um, Although this was the, yeah, so I've seen him in India. This is the third time in Indy. Um, but I, uh, yeah, so I'm from the Chicago area. And went to school in Champaign, Eric, so. Oh, you did. Me too. Yeah. Well, you and I. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I just had, I don't know, uh, you were, we were talking off the air a little bit. You're, you're a new listener of the podcast. It's awesome. So I, I tell people, people find us all the time. It's new listeners find us all the time. I'm not making this up. Yeah. DJs that make up, oh, yeah, I got this email. This person, no, they make it up. I'm, I'm honest about, yeah, Eric's been around for a while. He, uh, mm-hmm. Always commenting on Facebook and now Corey and New Van, which is just, it's awesome. So yeah, I, I don't know if you heard the episode uh, where oh I, I left my email up. You never know if it's a breaking news thing. Actually, <laughs> no, nothing like that. Although I got news earlier uh, to make it to, to deviate with a purpose. I'm interviewing uh, Marcos from the POD tomorrow. All right, oh, cool. And that's actually so episode two ninety nine is going to be Marcos and Glenn Hughes, who I interviewed this morning. Rock and roll gamer from Deep Purple. Gotcha. Yeah, nice. yes. So, sometimes the, the, I'm like a dog. I hear a ding and I get distracted. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard the episode where I had um, I interviewed and I finally met him up, uh, met up with him in Chicago at the Jersey Jack pinball, which I have behind me. The mm. the pinball. Have you been there since you're from Chicago? I forget Elk Grove. I think that's where it is. Jersey Jersey Jack pinball. Elk Grove Village. Yeah, yeah. Elk I've Village. not been there, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got it half right. But yeah, it's um, Chicago. And I'm glad that my, my fiance doesn't have that. I, I don't know. I might like that <laughs> accent. But I'll, although if we were getting intimate, I probably would start making the bears jokes. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy to make bears jokes. Believe me. <laughs> oh, and I was, she bought me and I still wear it. I had 2017 bears division championship hat. Oh really? That's 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 a keeper. <laughs> no. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of things, uh, collectibles, and you mentioned it earlier, Eric, and that, the other thing behind me, if you're watching on Zoom, other than the pinball, um, the, another Eric who is uh, on one of these reviews sent me the one from Fargo. Uh, as I try to, you see this guy? Mm-hmm. Scared. I, I like how it's all. It's a, I'm gonna knock it over behind me on Zoom. I got to get these all framed. I, it's not a, it's like a pseudo studio. I almost said it's a studio, but it's a pseudo studio Fargo. So do you guys both go early to GNR shows? Are you, I'm assuming you're both, I mean, I do know a little bit off the air. You told me you're both veterans of going to GNR shows. So right. what time do you go guys both get there? Well, I had a buddy with me that it was really wanting to see the mammoth part of the show. So we got there like right as they were starting, you know, like, I mean, we're downtown Indy is like the perfect place for shows and hotels and restaurants and things. You can walk to all these different places. So we got there right as they were starting, you know, to see the opening act and whatnot. And most of the time I was standing in line to get the lithograph shirt. So I heard, I heard it, but I didn't see it, the opening act. So, okay. Uh, before I forget, so how many shows total, and we'll get some specifics. Have you been to a Guns N' Roses shows in your uh, fan in my life? Uh, um, yeah, first in April '92 at the Rosemount, Chicago. Still the best show I've ever been of any show I've been to in my life. Okay, um, saw them in 2002 with the New Guns. 2006, uh, I saw them in '16 in Chicago, '17 in St. Louis, and then the show. So. It's like five or six shows. Okay. So we'll get your your ranking later, you know, because we got to talk about the show first. Sure. Then, Corey, how many have you been to? What's your your career statistics as a fan? Yeah, know? last night was uh, 14. I told you it was 15 and I was wrong. So last night was 14. Um, I was at the 92 show, which was amazing. 
um, and, and in Chicago, the Rosemont mm-hmm. show. Um, and yeah, so my first was uh, Alpine, the first night of the uh, oh. Use Your Illusions tour uh, at Alpine Valley. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then just seen him different times over the years. Um, so we can, yeah, we can get into that a little bit later. But and for me, last night, I you want to know when I went to the show and everything, like. <laughs> Um, so last night I, I, um, you know, I made the trip because of the pit, you know, the drop in the pit prices and, you know, normally I haven't been, uh, you know, don't like to shell out that kind of money to go into the pit, but they dropped the ticket prices last yesterday morning. I was still sort of up in the air about going and they dropped them to like a buck 50, you know, yesterday morning, finally. And so I just, you know, made the decision to go. So I ended up getting there maybe an hour before mammoth came on and just went straight into the venue. Um, so I could try to be as close as possible, um, yesterday, but generally, you know, like I don't try to get there early unless there's a good opening band. Um, so where were your seats? Did you, were you general mission? Where were you? Yeah. 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 I got on the floor. Yep. Yep. Um, and ended up getting like right, uh, second row behind the rail, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty awesome. So, um, and there was, where I was on the floor one section back from where he would have been. So it's in a seat actually. Okay. Cause it's different, a different perspective as far as timing with everything. If you're a GA, you want to get up close. You may, you know, not do what Eric did and, and get lithographs or, or, you know, get a, a hot dog or anything. So did you, you guys went straight there. Did you go merch, anything marked for you, Corey? So, you know, I, I looked um, at the, I went by one booth to see if the lithograph, if the lithos were still available, the, the booth I checked out, it was not there. And I, as much as I like them, I just didn't like the design. So I didn't, I wasn't gonna, you know, I didn't buy it because I, I wouldn't have bought it probably anyways, but um, I didn't see it, you know, and I didn't want to go around looking for whatever, another booth. I really wanted to try to get as close as possible and see if I could get up on the rail. Okay. All right. So then Eric, let me ask you, it's interesting. You said Corey, that you didn't like the design because perhaps if you weren't uh, in the deep insider, that's, I believe that's what my former co-host current friend Ian Scotto said. He's like, what's with the pizza design is Indianapolis known for its pizza. You know, obviously being a New Yorker, it's like we're offended at first, but I knew because I've heard the stories that I've, I've never been. It's Arnie's restaurant, Arnie's pizza and restaurant mm-hmm. that Axel has just loved since, you know, he was He's a little kid. Yeah. So he was a little kid. I didn't know how far, I know it went about far back, but I didn't want yeah. to uh, assume. There, so, there's a, there's a good, the original location is in Lafayette where he's from. Right. And there's a good story in, um, in the, uh, the JP, the, the paper from that, that town about how he's been back there numerous times over the years, you know, visited with his family and whatnot. And uh, so apparently Dell James took a picture and put it on Twitter last night. They had that backstage afterwards. My personal opinion is not very good pizza, but it's pizza you grow up with, you know? You, you, and so to you, it's like memory of your youth more than likely anything. We, we all probably have those kind of good memories that bring us back to that time. But it wasn't something to go out of your way for us, put it that way. Like, my wife thinks it's terrible. That, so. That's funny. <laughs> I would hear that Axel would have it delivered to him. In Malibu. Was, in Malibu, right? I mean, right. that's that's bonkers. You know, it's one thing, again, to be a New Yorker where you're going somebody, and that's what they say. Nothing's like New York pizza, right? The water's right. different other places. Yep. And if you want to, you know, have New York slice, but to have, yeah, I guess it's nostalgia. You know, I mm-hmm. still... I still eat, uh, you know, Fruit Loops and, and Frosted Mini Wheats, and they aren't like, right. 
Well, Frost Mini was pretty good. But. Yeah, it's pretty much something you can't get normally. So you grab it when you got the opportunity. Like for me, like White Castle example, you know, I'll grab that when I don't have it right here, but I go two hours away in India and they've got it. So, you know. It's very true. <laughs> so the, the lithograph, it looks like a pizza box, but mm-hmm. split. Like if you opened up the pizza box, it, it isn't put together yet. Because it looks like the bottom is what would be the top of the box and the bottom, like mm-hmm. it's, it's reversed. So I don't know if anyone's going to do this. I don't know if Eric, you're going to sacrifice your, you know, your fifty dollars. Are you going to try to fold it up to make it into the GNR pizza box? Uh, I, I wish I had it with me to show you, but I, I don't. I left it in the buddy's car. <laughs> but uh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought that far ahead actually. <laughs> so I just grabbed it and like put it in the bag and went. You know, so I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Somebody's <laughs> got to do that. It's. I know you're devaluing it or whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna I was just surprised how few of them they produced. Like I said, they're limited number 288 out of 300. So that was yeah. kind of cool. Let me see. They're usually 300. This is 250. Fargo's 250. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the one behind it, the Hawaiian girl that I got, I was, I've never been to Hawaii, but I got it from Aaron Bueller, the designer. It's at a 200. So it's interesting what they do per city. And you see why. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, did you know this, notice this, Eric, that it's one per um yes okay good because yeah, yeah otherwise people because they, they're up on ebay an hour later for you know, three times the price it's right yeah don't do yeah. that i understand we this capitalism whatever but come on we're all thunder <laughs> roses fans what are we doing here right so anyway have you have you both been to a show prior uh on this tour like did you know what to expect okay so this is, would be your first time Corey. as you shake your head no Yep. Are you talking about uh, this leg, this leg of the tour, or at all? What? No, this leg, whatever they're calling it. We're effing back, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Effing. No, this was yeah. the first one for this particular leg. Me too. Me too. Cool. Then this would be your first time both seeing Wolfgang. Then. Correct. Yes. Yep. Then tell me what you thought of of Wolfgang. I'm glad that he's back. I mean, he was always healthy, but his team is back, and there's no uh, right now more no more COVID hiccups. So, yeah, either one of you. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, Corey, what, what do you think of all? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I was, I had no idea what to expect. I have, I didn't listen. I have not listened to any of the music or anything. And, you know, they were, they were good. You know, I mean, I don't know that I'd go buy the album or anything, but they were tight. You know what I mean? I thought they rocked, you know, they, they rocked pretty hard. And, you know, I mean, I thought uh, they were good. You know, I would, I definitely, uh, it was, they were, they were better than I thought they were going to be. Let me put it that way, you know, <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Uh, I was going to say for myself, I can't really comment because, like I said, I was in line getting lithographs and shirts then. So, but what I heard was was good stuff. It was rock and roll. So that just that alone, I'll take that over you know nothing. <laughs> so it was it was it was it was it was good to have somebody out there playing. You know what I mean? Like uh, getting up on stage again. We missed all that for so long. Now it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's been a theme of these review shows. It's not just seeing Guns N' Roses again. The excitement around that, it, it's getting out. It's going back to a concert and some sort of uh, normalcy with that. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask both of you as we're kind of going along this, uh, as my brain is going along this this night train of opening bands. <laughs> sure. Best opening band you've seen for GNR in your experience? Uh, the, a lot of times, I don't know they even had an opener in my mind, but I know I saw Smashing Pumpkins back for anybody who knew who they were in the 92 show. Um, they didn't have one in 90, in 2002, 06. Jeez, so who 
Oh, was Sebastian Bach. So that was pretty good. He gives a lot of energy. But the most memorable still would have been that 92 show because I'm, I'm a Pumpkins fan, but it was after the fact. So that was seeing them before anybody knew who they were, really. Sure. And you didn't see an opener in 02? With, uh... it was, well, I don't remember there being, but there could have been. It was uh, when I saw them MSG. It was Mixmaster Mike and CKY. So yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's about as memorable as it was. <laughs> uh, as I said that, I'm like, yeah, that's not beating. You know, <laughs> that's not beating the smashing. <laughs> what about you, Flory? What's the best opening act you've seen for GNR? Honestly, I uh, I totally forgot. I mean, Skid Row at Alpine Valley was off the hook, man. That show was they were they destroyed Alpine Valley before Guns N' Roses came on and were amazing. Um, and then, and then, I mean, Allison Chains was incredible. The times that they opened for them, and the Deftones are one of my favorite bands. So seeing the Deftones in St. Louis, and they played a, like a, some rare songs at that show, was awesome. I mean, that was really, really awesome. Yeah, those are, those are that's a solid lineup right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Other than seeing, because you guys saw it in '92, I'll never get to experience that version of Guns N' Roses. My earliest show is 2002 with Buckethead. But to see Skid Row in that form, oh, wow. I, I can't even imagine. The closest thing I got was watching the, uh, them on SNL when uh, they did Monkey Business, right? And they're all yeah. like, are oh, that's, a, that's a great episode because they have the uh, Kitty Rock. They did that little skit with uh, Kiefer Sutherland as Slash and then Sebastian Bach comes into the ABCs later. That's actually a really funny episode that I appreciate a lot to these to this day it is and actually that's a nice segue and again i'm re- releasing this the same day we're recording it so uh, also in that skit we got to wish a happy 55th birthday to adam sandler right yeah and adam sandler's axel rose <laughs> you got to see if you have the chance i'm not going to pull it up on youtube again uh you know i'm at home i wish i wasn't uh, i was back in the studio uh whatever Look it up on YouTube. It's like early Adam Sandler stand up, and he does Axel knocking on heaven's door, and it's so good and it's so funny. And he does a transition. I'll just say it like this, and you can imagine it if you know Adam Sandler's voice. He does the transition. He's like, "I'm going to go from Axel to Edith Bunker," you know. He gets the ah, you know, and it's 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 so good. Like you know, early twenties Adam Sandler. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe episode four hundred will get him on. The podcast, yeah, you know, that would be a, whatever. Uh, awesome. So, Mammoth is done, you guys are both settled in. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey, you survived. Is anyone pushing you once Mammoth is over trying to get ahead of you since you're on the on the floor? You know, I will no, not at all. It was super, I mean, it was very peaceful the entire night, which, uh, uh, you know, was great. It was great. My my only other floor experience, uh, uh, on in the on this lifetime tour was also very similar, which makes it a much more enjoyable experience than getting pushed around like I'm used to. So no, no one was doing, no one was, it was very, very uh, comfortable. Glad everybody is, has been well behaved at these GNR shows. Although that, that story I told that uh, at, 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 in New Jersey about some dude, bro, GNR fans calling security a Nazi for telling them to stop throwing things. So other than that guy, everyone else that did the Guns N' Roses shows have been behaving themselves. One thing I noticed was they're all like our age now, which I mean, I mean I'm 47. So it was like people aren't out there to really slam dance anymore at that age. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit more tame than it would have been 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, do you see you have to have seen so many every show has kids as, uh, you know, people in their 20s, teenagers, 
and also, yeah, 40s. But I was even in their 70s. I've seen like, oh, my grandpa, is that you? Oh, wait, no, no. He passed away. That's terrible. But, so uh, right next to me, on my right, there was a guy who, uh, a gentleman who brought his granddaughter, who was 20, and her two friends. And then on my left was a woman who had to be, was like in a walker. And was sitting in a walker, so like, the, like <laughs> very opposite ends of the spectrum. So, uh, so it was cool to see the the younger, like these three younger kids, and and they knew the words, you know what I mean, which was great, you know, because a lot of people around me did not. This guy and I were joking, like, you know, we were going crazy, and a lot of people did not know some of the deeper cuts like him and I knew. So, um, you said a lot of interesting things there, and that's a the point what I wanted to get across. Like, yeah, we're. I've gotten uh, both uh, male and, and female do the review shows, but I want to show that it's not just all my listeners. You know, I don't want to just stereotype GNR fans and just my my listeners. It, the spectrum is everywhere. Everyone. That's why I started the uh, one of the reasons why I agreed to do a Guns Roses podcast. Everybody loves them, although they might not know all the words. So, which is why it's so funny to me, and we'll talk about this then like what songs were you looking forward to? You know, what were your highlights? Because yeah, there are going to be people who complain about knock on heaven's door, but did everybody sing during that? <laughs> I bet they did. Yep. So they well. During live and let die. They knew those songs. They did. Okay. They're, I mean, it's certainly not, they're not going to know absurd. Before I, I'm imagining all these different things. Take us through. Uh, just a set list or highlight uh, absurd of course tell tell me what the, the the woman in the walker looked like when they were playing you know pussy full of maggots can you tell me what <laughs> on her face explain it all put me put me right there in the seats eric you want to start i'll defer oh sure well, well um to me i like how he opens up the show doing all the lower register songs you know where he can really just work his way up um and, you know, because you got like, it's so easy, Mr. Brownstone, the Chinese democracy, which I have to say, Slash has really taken that song, the ownership of that, and made it his own, you know, which is a really cool thing to see, because obviously he didn't write it or didn't play on it, but it feels like he would have or could have, you know, so I really appreciated that. The only one of the early ones that I didn't think really fits is better, because Nobody knows that song, really. I mean, unless you're like us, maybe. And it just really doesn't work in my mind. But that's the only one of the whole thing that I would say toss that. Maybe except cut, you know, Rocket Queen and Heaven's Door down a little bit. You know what I mean? Because those are like 10-minute songs <laughs> when they probably could be fine at six minutes. You know what I mean? But um, uh, I was more impressed with Axel's vocal he was he was pushing it to the point at times I was like you know is that really good that he should be doing it that hard because he was not holding back it a second or an inch and it was guttural you know what I mean like when I mean guttural I mean like uh, it was definitely coming up hard and there were times I'm like is he gonna hurt himself or something you know but he really put it out there and it wasn't anything like maybe something that was at the Hershey show or, or earlier it's, it definitely felt more primal you know cool. All right. Very cool. So what, what do you think, Corey? Yeah. So my take, you know, and it's funny because when we communicated yesterday, I was looking at it from like a lens of, of review, right? Like where, you know, like thinking about how's the band and everything and some takeaways, 
for me, um, I wasn't watching the woman in the walker. I'll tell you that I was watching the band. Like I was very focused on the band. Right. I loved the, uh, the just a regular band setup without having the catwalk thing that they had for all the other shows. I just like, I thought that just translated better, like a normal, just, you know what I'm talking about, right? He didn't have yeah. his like little catwalk. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great. Um, you know, for me, you know, I don't want to like, you know, because I don't want this to be a set list bashing thing because I am a very, I'm one of those people. I really would prefer some changes. Right. Um, you know, and for me, not even, necessarily like oh they got to throw a deep cut but just some just starting with something different or and you know what i mean just even if you switch the order of the song so you don't feel like you're going to see a movie that that's that's something that bothers me right but i thought that to what eric was saying my expectations were somewhat low because i feel the last two years axel's voice was not you know like it was in 2016 i was i thought he carried the show last night i was in just blown away. And honestly, I thought for the first time, I thought the band f- seemed a little off. I did not think that slash was like the monster that he was in a lot of the other shows. Like, man, like this, the Chicago show, Eric, I don't know if you're like the soldier field show. I mean, mm-hmm. he dominated some of those shows and just yeah. really dominated. And I thought for the first time watching Axel, I didn't feel like his, you know, throat was going to explode. Like he was trying so hard. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like I felt like it was the best performance I've seen since like the early 2016. I was really, he was super, uh, he just seemed super happy. He was, mm-hmm. you know, like there were some little kids off to the side. He was waving at, there was actually like a girl in front of me that he must've known. Cause she was like communicating with beta and on the side of the stage and he was waving at her and he just seemed like in a really great mood um, more interaction with the other band that I'd ever seen um, at a lot of the other shows, like see more genuine interaction. Um, and he, he just, he, I thought he carried the show last night, which I, the first time I can say that on this tour, honestly. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, echo what he was saying about the set list and not necessarily bashing it, but like when I saw him in 92 and one of the great things about them at that time was that they didn't have a set list, right? They played uh, whatever they felt like would be the best song to perform at that time. And so you never knew, like, all right, so for example, the show I saw, Night Train was the opener. And so that's a great song to open with, with the with the, with the the whistle and all that kind of stuff. You know, not, the, not the one they use now, but the one he used then. Um, and that show was, you never knew what was coming next. They played Coma. Robin, uh, Shannon Hoon was there for Don't Cry. So really, really rare stuff. So... That's that kind of stuff. You know, you'd love to have seen something pop up last night where there's an Izzy sighting because we're back in Indiana. Right. Uh, something like that would have been mind blowing. I mean, maybe not to everybody there, but to probably to us, you know, been like, holy cow, this is something really special, you know, right off I-65 singing about Dustin Bones, you know. So um, that kind of stuff, more spontaneous, more than because I always go back to one thing that Duff said back in the day. It was like, we don't have a set list because that to me would be like going to a job. I don't want to have a job, you know, it's just like, that's the whole point of what we're doing. So uh, I'm not punching the clock. So maybe that's just more to, to stay like, I mean, cause everything they do now is timed on time, which is amazing in and of itself, you know, and, uh, and it fits nicely, but it's not as spontaneous and maybe, maybe that's planned, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You guys both said a lot of good things. Yeah. Well, just to piggyback off what you just said with, with timing, Mm-hmm. I think it has to be, especially now, 
where there are the noise ordinances being enforced, especially with the Napa Valley show. With mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, they've had Pink out before. They've had the food. They've had Dave Grohl out before. Right. I think that's great. If I was at that, you know, uh, at that event, I would have flipped out. You know, I was at MSG where Pink came out. I flipped out. So I mean, there are there are times where I guess that happens. The order of things, yeah. Uh, there, I guess there's a couple ways to look at that. You, you said something interesting, Corey, where it's like you don't want to go see a movie. And, you know, I've, I've never really thought about that. Yeah, I don't want to see, I want to see a Guns N' Roses movie at some point. But not, <laughs> yeah. but not this. Yeah. Not that. I mean, it, they've added things where I'm like, okay, where, you know, it's absurd. New song, whatever you want to say about Silkworms or anything. As we're talking about uh, this year, the anniversary of Use Your Illusion, there are songs on mm-hmm. Use Your Illusion that are 10 years old, you know, before they made the, the record. So that's a whole other conversation. But to, I think it's just what, and I forget it was, it was you or Corey that that's uh, Eric or, or Corey that said, as far as the lower registers starting out first, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's also planned. And it, it has to be. So I think it's just they're going at it. With intelligence, they have to. They can't go at it when when Duff was like same way Duff was younger. Like it, it's a job now. It is a job now. Um, yeah, but right? you can you could take double talk and jive out and switch it for something else. You know what I mean? After five years on the road, you know. But but you know e- either way. I mean they 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 uh they got it time. They got it time well. And I thought that uh, trimming some of the fat from the 2017 tour was was also good. You know what I mean? Like those those, those shows were like way long, super long. You know, where long it's it's great, but if you if it's affecting Axel's voice or another performance, yeah, and I don't think it's worth it. And I think people are a little we're all spoiled because they were doing those three and a half hour, four hour shows. So now when mm-hmm. two and a half, it's like oh, we're being gypped. No, nobody else is really doing two and a half. But it's funny the irony as Guns N' Roses just tweeted. It's like sometimes you you wonder, are they just mocking us or they just putting like a carrot dangling in, in front of us they posted part of the set list because there is an alt set list that i'm sorry they're confirmed there are ones that are around there uh the internet that are fake but there are enough ones that fans have hey i got this right they should put more of those in there they're not switching more of those i agreed but what guns and roses <laughs> tweeted was their set list with the main stuff what are you adding to this so they're, <laughs> I don't know if they're mocking us as we're talking about the set list or they, they're really going to start switching things up. As one, one thing I will say, though, is um, for this tour, not, not uh, NITL, whatever you want to call it, um, all shows that I've seen have all been different as far as 16 to 17 and now. There has been different things added and removed, you know, like This I Love, for example. Yeah. The, the late, I love the, actually the Layla uh, piano guitar part they did they did before November Rain, or was it after one either or? That was a really cool thing that I would have actually liked to have seen stay. Um, yeah. And also, I, I loved when Slash and Richard did the uh, the Pink Floyd uh, medley um, uh, back. I think I think that might have been in sixteen. Sixteen. That was awesome. That was yeah. Really, that was really what cool. Do you, what do you think about what they're doing now with Duff doing? The Stooges and the Slashes, it's a, it's a blues. Um, I, I, it escapes me the name of it, but it's like, a Manish boy. There you go. It's just a, a great. Those 
I don't know. I, I thought that those were awesome to experience those live. I th- they think they sound great. I, I thought Duff, Duff, Duff's song was the best one that he's done of all the solo stuff that, that he has done. You know, from Attitude to, uh, I can't remember what he did besides that, to, to I Want to Be Your Dog. It was a great song. I mean, it's a heavy, it's a rocker. It's a full like yeah. song, unlike yeah. Attitude, which is like a two-minute scream fest. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing. So that's an actual real song, and he does a great job with it. The fact that they feature him is is great because everybody gets their own spotlight. Well, Richard really doesn't, sort of does, but doesn't. But everybody else gets the spotlight, you know. So that's that's a cool little thing that they do. I remember the first time I heard it, waiting for a, like we're all waiting for a new song, and this mm-hmm. was. I think the second night absurd was played. And I was like, wait, what is this? Is this hard school? What is it? Oh, no, okay. It's, it's, you know, I want to be your dog. It's still great. Um, Corey, did you, what do you, do you like it? Do you like attitude? Cause I'm actually a fan oh. of both those covers. Well, I'm, I'm a huge Misfits fan. So I love when he used to do attitude and back in the day, but I will agree with Eric like that. Uh, I want to be your dog last night was really solid and a really, really good. I thought um, I also, you know, going back, I mean, I, it was cool when he would mix it up a little bit. I think he did raw, raw power sometimes from the stooges. And so, right. but, but I, but I want to be your dog was, was really good last night. I really enjoyed it. It was good. I think he did new rose. Maybe they have my new mind. rose. Okay. Well, not last night. I was saying in general. Yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah. 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 New rose. yeah. So no, but I love that he gets to sing a song every night. I think that's great. And I thought that I want to be your dog was great. Um, Slash's thing dragged on a little bit for me, in all honesty, right? I don't know. I personally, I don't know if you agree, Eric, but I just felt that Slash was a little off. It just, to me, felt just just a little off last night. Um, it, it was over. It was overly long. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, the St. Louis one he did where he did the Chuck Berry um, dancing and improvisation of that, I thought was far superior. But, it, you know, it is what it is. I can't like complain that he's out there playing that guitar and, doing what he does i mean the effort he puts in is no joke i mean it's full on two and a half solid hours i don't know how he doesn't have calluses all over his fingers yeah. bleeding you know what i mean it's amazing yeah well it's it's cool that you know because the all that it seems like axel kind of stole the show last night so it's okay that maybe slash not necessarily takes a back seat but mm-hmm. is not as uh shiny as as one of his counterparts so that's fine it's i, I always make those sport teams uh and like analogies, you know, sometimes it's one player's time to shine. It's as long as the team wins, as long as the show is, is, is great. I think that's all that matters. So since Axel was doing, he was on last night. Yeah. What do you think yeah. of absurd? What do you think of absurd then? The, the new go, song. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, so oh, yes. um, I am not a fan of the song. I'll straight up be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the song. Um, I, but I will say one of the things I thought was interesting was, you know, a lot of times when you hear a song that you don't know, you realize how bad the vocal mix is because like you really just realize you can't understand what they're singing. Right. Cause you like, I know all the other words to every other song. So like I can piece it out. It was super, his vocals were super, super clear on that song. And I could understand every word, which I thought was awesome. Right. Because it showed how great the sound was, you know, it's a lot better in concert. It was a lot better in concert. You know, I'm not lyrically, I'm not a fan of the lyrics or anything like that, but, um, but uh but yeah it was it was it was cool and axel seemed to get into it and everything you know what i mean um but but i'm not a big fan i'm not a fan of the song i gotta be honest you know i mean 
opinions. Uh, I'll, I'll take it from the point of view of that it's something different that we hadn't heard before. But if I never heard it again, it wouldn't break my heart either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you didn't look over Corey to see what the woman in the uh, the walker was re- how she was reacting to absurd. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm telling you, I was so focused on you know soaking up the being that close, you know, and and really. Uh, so yeah, I was. I I did not. I did not. I looked over a couple times actually later on. Cause some, some guys actually started pushing around, pushing her around and almost knocked her over at one point. Oh. And so there was like a little bit of a, a, a scene for a second. And so, um, uh, but then, then later on that woman that I mentioned who must know beta and Axel somehow, she let her go in the front row, which was, uh, was really cool to see. So they let her get in the front row. Like she was sitting in her, in her, you know, sitting on the walker thing. And so that was really, that was touching those, those little moments, right? Like when you see some of those things was, that was really cool. I thought, you know, awesome. I'm glad you said that. Glad that. One thing I wanted to add, uh, Brandon was, um, um, you know the Rolling Stones song "Cocksucker Blues." <laughs> yeah. All right. They owed the record the company another song, right? So they gave them that. You know, there's your song. Well, maybe Guns owed them somebody's <laughs> song, and here's your song. Uh, it's kind of in the same vein of that. Like this isn't this is a song. It's not our best or whatever, but here's your song. So there you That's go. For all the fans asking for new music, well, here you yeah, go. Absurd. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've already said I didn't like silkworms. Whatever Slash did to it, maybe I've been so deprived of of, of new GNR. I dig it. I mean, do I listen to it every day? No. At the beginning, I, th- I don't know. I, I just couldn't help but consume Absurd at the beginning. But yeah, singing those lyrics. And, and, I, and this is coming from somebody who's seen the Human Centipede trilogy twice. I, I don't like singing the Absurd lyrics. It's just, right. no. It doesn't sit yeah. well with me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So then what were some of your other highlights as we know most of the set list, but what were you surprised by anything in particular other than, I mean, you both said you were, you went in with certain expectations, but I guess what helped you exceed those ex- expectations? Well, for me, it was seeing that one Axel wasn't struggling, you know, with the higher notes. when he wanted to hit him, he hit him and he hit him good. Um, I love. I actually really like Wichita Lineman. I thought that was really nice uh, segue with the uh, with the acoustic part with that and patience. I thought he sang that really well. I don't know, like my buddy is old told me, what, what song is this? You know, like oh, that's Glenn Campbell's cover song. You know, who hell's Glenn Campbell, right? <laughs> so, but no, it's it's a really good song, and he does a really good job of singing the vocal variations the way it it kind of goes, and it, it fits really well. I like that song a lot. And, and Night Train was powerful to me right at the end of the, uh, before the encore, you know, just, just the way he can, he can really get out there. And when he pushes it, man, you, you can see it. And I was close enough where you could tell this guy's got it tonight. It was no joke. So that's for me, but it was. Right on. And I, I've said before, Wichita Lyman, I, I really like it. I hope it's on if a new album recorded. I, I knew of Glenn Campbell. I, I like the, that version now. I think the original was written by Jimmy Webb, a different Jimmy Webb that you may know from the GNR universe. But yeah, they do something special. I want them to to get acoustic. It's just yeah, I, I mentioned before, uh, as you guys have been have seen them in '92. I didn't experience that kind of GNR lies version of GNR. Uh, I, I, I just didn't. So seeing Wichita Lyman like that kind of makes me feel. Like those shows you would see back in the day, I would see on YouTube, them like hanging out on the couch, just, you know, 
rocking yeah. out. Yeah, right. Cool. Very cool. So, uh, anything else? So, Corey, anything else? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So, for me, um, I was really, I love You're Crazy because I thought they did a phenomenal job with that song last night. And I was, um, I just loved it, you know, and I was a little nervous because, you know, I don't know if Eric will agree with me, but one of the in St. Louis, right? Like they busted out yesterday's and they busted out used to love her. And I thought they both sounded like trash. You know, I just thought like they didn't practice. I don't know if they didn't practice them. Like I thought the first version of dead horse that they did live, like it sounded like they hadn't practiced it, you know? And so you're crazy. I was not, I was like sort of hesitant. I was like, man, is this going to be like when they played used to love her, which on a set list at your home, it's like, Oh my God, they played used to love her. Um, and you know, I would be really excited for that. Uh, and, and I was just, I thought it was awesome. I thought you're crazy was awesome. And, um, for me personally, I love Madagascar. I think it's a great song. I all, I honestly, I think they should not play anything off Chinese democracy. I, I was offended when they did that in the beginning in 2016, but I thought I love Madagascar. I, I, I will, I would love to hear that at every show. I thought that was wonderful. Um, and then seeing don't cry, you know, I, I, and patience in the same show. Um, it was, it was, it was a great, it was a great show. It was a great show. I'll, I'll add one more thing. I thought about when you were talking was, uh, you could be mine. I thought that was going to be like a train wreck. Cause I've heard, you know, he should drop that one. That was actually really good. He didn't hardly have any problems. It was very powerful. I mean, he didn't come off like in 92, he could bust that song off. Like it was, you know, nothing, no effort even needed, but now he gives the effort and man, that song really kicked ass. Yeah. And, I agree. Um, yeah. And, and if there was a one, if you wanted to trade out a uh, Chinese democracy song for another one, I'd, I'd love to hear there was a time because that's a really good song. I mean, it's a long song. It's yeah. a powerful song and it's probably one of my, or IRS, you know, you never heard that one live. I don't think maybe, but those two songs that have been songs I would have loved to have heard. I know they don't really play them or at all, but I would have loved to have heard one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, Agreed on both of those. Uh, yeah. Madagascar, uh, there was a time. There's a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm glad Corey, you're, you're less offended by Chinese democracy now that you can, you can stomach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just so angry when they first did it, but you know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old curmudgeon. So, um, but, uh, and I also loved you guys. Have you got, yeah, I'm sure Brandon, you've heard the demos. I think like the, there was a time on the demo is just so, you know, those leaks that came out is so much better than the album version, you know? Yeah. Then you get attached to those and that's why Axel calls us uh, downloading motherfuckers. You're not supposed yeah. to hear them before well, he wants you to hear them, but, but I still day, bought the album. We all still bought the album anyways. Right. That's, still. That is true. I would say to this day, I don't understand why Brian May's guitar work is a Don catcher in the Y. That was like really, really good stuff. And it's just, it just, we have a copy of it. If you've got the download, right. But the original or the actual release version doesn't have the best guitar work you could have had, you know, weird. I, I don't know. That's just been uh this band and that's what's so interesting so Corey, i get it like you, you it's frustrating because it's like you want to know more about this era and i've said at the beginning i like that they're playing chinese stuff because it just to me it means more solidarity within the band like them playing slither but it's weird it's just weird you know you think back it was recently i may have said this in the podcast it was recently the anniversary of the o2 uh bmas and you yeah, see yeah. Madagascar being played by Buckethead, this guy Buckethead, <laughs> uh, Robin Fink with his hair shaved all crazy. And now Slash is doing it. It's just, a, it's, 
it's crazy. So that's why I, I never got too nuts about the set list. Now, the fact that they've, they're doing more Chinese stuff with slash uh, that they have, you know, they have a new ish song, new ish. I don't know how else you want to say it. Uh, so overall, I mean, you mentioned a lot of good songs. So I, you guys saw a good set list in, at Indy, I would like to say. Uh, I was performance. Sorry, yeah. Eric. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying, I was, I was very pleased. I got my money's worth, which is great. You don't feel like, damn, I spent like, you know, a hundred bucks and I got ripped off or whatever. That was a really good show. I mean, my buddy said the same thing. Like he said, it was better in his opinion. He was at the Chicago 16 show as well. He said it was better than that. Um, I know Corey, you were saying you didn't think Slash was as good as then, but overall, I thought it was, uh, a, you know, a, a good show, really good show. Where is it ranked for you then? Have you got, you mentioned six, seven shows you've been to? Um, yeah, well, nothing will ever top 92. I don't care. Or they could come back, you know, whatever. That show is, uh, I don't know, you may have seen that on YouTube. It was out there for years. I don't know if it is yeah. anymore. But that show, I mean, I would watch it again just to get goosebumps because I remember being there, you know? Uh, so starting at 1130 at night, not leaving till almost 2 a.m. and having to go to school the next day. You know, I was a senior yeah. in high school. I didn't oh. give a shit. I was about to ask you. So you were a senior in high school when that? Yeah, I was just about to graduate a month after that, and so I re- I always remember that time being a really cool time, um, and and also was really really unique about that show. I had friends that had tickets for the next night, which got canceled because Axel was going to get you know hauled in by the uh, St. Louis authorities. They they put out a arrest warrant for him, and he jumped you know took off. They they uh, left the country. They canceled Chicago. They canceled two Detroit shows, and they went yep. over to, to the UK. So, so I felt really fortunate having to get to go to that. Yeah. Show. Did you have a lot of friends before we get to, and also Corey, I'm going to ask you the same <laughs> questions. Did you, did you have friends that were all waiting to go to that second show? They're like, ah, we'll just wait. Like, who did you go with that? You- uh, I went with about five other people. So there was me oh, and another good friend of mine. And we all drove in my car, of course, had, the usual illusions cranked the whole way going to the Rose much. I lived about, I lived in the South suburbs of Chicago. Then when I went to high school, Calumet city, if you've seen the blues brothers, that's where I grew up. Okay. Um, so that shows about 45 minutes away. We cranked the guns the whole way. You know, of course you get there, it's still daylight. They don't go on until God knows when, but like I said, it was a great experience, but I had about at least three people I knew that, didn't, didn't get tickets because that first show sold out pretty quick. That's why they put a new one on. Okay. And they so they all got tickets for the second show, of course, and didn't ever get to experience it. So, so now, um, where do we rank this show that started in the daylight, right? I, I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, every show, I, can you? it seems like a dream. Like, Guns right. is on, on now, and well, it's right out. You know, I'll say one thing about that. That's funny. My wife is like, 6.30 start time. What, do they, gotta, do they have to be in bed by 10 o'clock or something yeah. like that? You know? <laughs> compared to the old days you would never fathom it but th- this show of the, of the of the not in your lifetime shows was was my favorite of, of the three that i've seen you know 16 chicago 17 st louis and and now indy so for me that's where that goes and it would they would all be below 92 of course but above the 2002 and 2006 shows cool I, that says a lot to those who are you know think they're seeing the same show again and again you're not yeah it's it seems like it no it, but it's not as we are, are breaking it down on this uh, on this little podcast. So, Corey, where does this fall for you? I don't expect it to be number one. No, no, I, I'm I'm going to like contextualize it in the not in this lifetime tour, right? I guess I would say um, I it was 
better than the 2017 shows, both the ones I saw in 2017, the Chicago and St. Louis. Although I think it was the most, like in St. Louis in 2017, Axel was also very chatty, probably the chattiest I'd seen him besides this show and, and seemed really happy. Um, I would say probably middle of the pack. And like I saw in 2016 for me, Vegas, the first night in Vegas was the best concert I've ever seen in my entire life. And nothing will ever, nothing will ever be that. That was better than even the old shows for me in many ways. Um, it was better than the old shows. It was the best concert I've ever seen in my life. Um, but the, um, and then, you know, I thought Chicago 2016 was awesome. The crowd was just on fire. It was just packed to the gills the first night. Um, uh, and then Atlanta, really, I saw the Atlanta 2016 with that. That was a great show for some reason. I thought that was really great, but, but it was better than the 2017s. Definitely. It was better than the 2017s. Um, for sure. For sure. I'm not making this up. I said this on Twitter. You ask, it's not just my listeners. Actually, I could say this. It's old listener and new listener. Reviews are positive. We may have our opinions on stuff and, and set lists and, you know, maybe one night's, not the best, but everyone leaves happy and enjoying themselves. It's 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 really fascinating. Again, as one of the, my favorite things about doing this podcast is is trying to live the days that I haven't lived. You know, I, although I guess it's probably good I never experienced a riot. <laughs> no, say I survived a riot. You got to feel. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation, right? <laughs> but and it also got me thinking, Corey. Maybe we got to do a review show of just that of Vegas. I think we yeah. we're going to have to oh. do at some point. I actually I forgot. I was going to say, I forgot to mention, I went to one of those shows in 2012 in Vegas. I had completely forgotten about that at the, the Hard Rock, which was a really cool venue, which doesn't exist anymore, which is a story in and of itself. But it was a, it was a good show. Um, I was really up close. I mean, I got pictures of Axel from like five feet away, you know, which is pretty cool. Um, the thing about, I guess the thing about those shows that, that aren't memorable is that that band doesn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That version. So yeah. I kind of put that out of my mind at this point. This this version is the closest thing you're going to get to the original, you know? So it's why it holds a special place for me now. It's hard to argue that. Uh, yeah. I guess people do because there are Guns N' Roses. Believe it or not, there are Guns N' Roses fans that found the band during Chinese democracy in that era. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I do. Sorry, Corey. I like that version of the band. But as someone who never see, I, so I don't know if I was assuming because you were offended by. I like it too. I like it too. But I think this version, it's like watching a band do cover songs, right? I love, I like those. I thought those were, I thought that was a great band. I loved a lot of those shows. I saw okay. the only tour that I missed was 2002 because I was in Brazil when they played Chicago. Otherwise I've seen, I, I, I think those were great bands. I thought they did great jobs. I mean, you know, like I just, this is not that band right so like it's it's you know that that's to me that's the thing right you know well, yeah i love chinese democracy i think it's a great album and i love those shows i thought those were good bands you know i gotcha and forgive me for assuming then because then i agree with you where it seems like it's a cover song because it's not that band i want to see buckethead you know perform those songs yeah I, you know while i i think melissa and they you know we were talking about better earlier eric that I think it's funny that people don't know that that song, and although that's supposed to be one of the best songs off Chinese Democracy and it's most consistent, it goes to show you that general public is not like us. They don't know, but it's interesting to hear Melissa sing better because she wasn't on the 
So it is almost, yeah, it almost is like a cover band. But mm-hmm. that's why Slash, you said, making Chinese democracy, the song itself, his own. So whenever, if I do see There Was a Time Live or Prostitute or Shackler's Revenge, I don't know how I'm going to process that because I'm going to be thinking of a guy in a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> He's got a Kentucky well, instead. Was he, you know, it's funny because I don't even know the history of Chinese democracy. Was he even on the, uh, the finished version of that or did they get rid of his parts? See, I don't know for sure. What, a bucket? Yeah. Was he on the actual finished versions of all the songs or some yeah. of them? I, I, I couldn't tell you offhand which ones, but he's on he's on the album. Mm-hmm. The only ones that were in the band that are not on the album are DJ Ashba and Richard Fortas. I don't think Fortas is even on, on the album. So I, I, hope, I hope when, if they put out more new music, that mm-hmm. Richard's on there. That's what I want. I want this band. We're enjoying this band to be more of a band. So the things that irked me, like when they were in Vegas and they had the three jerseys uh, of just Slash, Duff, and, and Axel. Yeah. I hope the rest of the band got Las Vegas Raiders jerseys. Right. I don't know. It's like those little, I mean, he introduces them all. They all get their, their love. You know, they seem to be all treated well. I just want them to, I want them to be a band. Yeah, do they do they travel together or do they travel separately? You know, what do they do after the show? What do they do on their days off? Is it is it really just each man to their own devices or because you know that that's well that's another. So I think that's another. that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's how they were back in the day. I mean, that's how they were back in the early '90s when Axel sort of bef- you know like on that right. Your Illusions tour. I mean, he was not you know he was never. I mean, I don't think they saw him, but I, but on stage, you know, on right. <laughs> They barely hung out. And yeah. He never took a plane other than peeing on it. But after a yeah. while, he uh, he would just start taking a bus. He just said, forget this. Well, yeah, so if you I, remember, oh, sorry, if you remember the James James Hetfield uh, Rolling Stone interview, uh, I wouldn't call it a band. I'd call it a guy and some other guys. That's very, 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 very accurate, I think, you know, because he would have the perspective to know that, right? We'll learn more from Doug Goldstein's book about that it's not just so much yeah axel being off on his own a little bit but i think they're all kind of off on their own little satellites at times like you'll, you'll see slash and golf together i mean it's it's an interesting uh dynamic but i meant just being a band like they don't have to be at a potato sack race together <laughs> i'm talking about like i want to see some writing credits for, for richard because he's a great musician and, and i feel it deserves that right as well so i want to see more it was, it was nice to see Brain's drum track, I believe, credited for Absurd. I believe that. I don't know how else the rest of that song breaks down, but I, it, it, I, I want them to be more than just touring musicians, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a fan of the, of the entity, I guess. Speaking of Doug Goldstein, I, I got a, uh, we were talking about that Rosemont show, Eric. I don't know yeah. if you remember that that was a makeup show for the canceled show at the World Music Theater. So... Here's a bit of a, maybe you can ask Doug this. This is what I heard back in the day, right? So Guns did Alpine Valley those two nights, beginning Use Your Illusions, and they had a clause that they couldn't play Chicago for that tour that summer. That's what I heard back in the day. They changed managers to Doug Goldstein, which nullified that contract, and then they added Chicago at, like, pretty last minute. They added a July 3rd show with Skid Row in Chicago that got canceled because of the riot on July 1st in St. Louis, and then they added... That was then the Rosemont in April was an added show. And then that second night got canceled because of the St. Louis riot. 
So we lost two Guns N' Roses shows in Chicago because of St. Louis riot. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was looking forward to going to that July 91 show. I remember that because I missed the Alpine Valley, you know, um, it was, I would actually, I would have loved to have gone to the, to the indie shows, the, the ones at Deer Creek. Those are Axel in the homeland. He made very famous quotes at that, at those shows, you know, um, but uh, yeah, St. Louis 91 uh, destroyed all that. And, and it was funny too, because you mentioned the shows that got canceled in Chicago, Detroit got the shaft twice, I think. They were canceled after he cut his hand in Dayton in 92. Uh There was Detroit shows after that that were postponed. And in after April 92 in uh, after the Chicago uh, incident when he got to take off. So they got it twice. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they got short shrifted on a show in 06 or 02 as well, where he threw the mic and walked off the stage after patience, no encore or anything. (laughs) I think he's Axel's trying to make amends now by doing these long shows and, and performing yeah. with broken legs and, and, and doing all these things. So, yeah. It's, well, it's well Brandon, when, were you supposed to go to the Chicago show that they're playing at Wrigley next week, originally last year? They, I wanted to go if they had it the, at the original date when I went right. to Chicago a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. I happened to be in Chicago and the original date of the Wrigley show was going to be during that week. But once they announced, and it was annoying because I called because I wanted to get tickets, obviously. And the good thing I didn't, because despite calling, uh, I think I got in touch with the Wrigley Field uh, box office ticket booth, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is this the date? You know, it's not, uh, you know, they haven't officially announced like these new string of dates yet, but this is what it was. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Then GNR and the social media post all the new dates. And yeah, it, uh, the Wrigley Field date was moved to, se- to September as opposed to doing during the summer. Right. So, that's why I, I'm like, I had it in my mind. I'm like, I'm always going to go to two GNR shows because I already had the jersey left over from mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, two years ago. So that's why I went to Hershey Park. But now I've been bitten by, if I could be bitten by a GNR bug anymore, uh, <laughs> just, just going to two shows on a leg, which I hadn't done before in my life. I until my fiance, I've, I, I would have to drag people to see Guns N' Roses with me because my first one was O2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Slash is in there. Yeah, you can go for it. <laughs> yeah. Go see Axel, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. So thanks, for, uh, everyone. Uh, you too, Corey, Eric. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of this podcast because I was a loser GNR fan <laughs> for all these years. Yeah, I don't want to see Guns of Roses. Guns of Roses, okay. That's Wake Me When Slash is back. Well, he's back now. But anyways, yeah. uh, so my fiance loves going to concerts. Uh, we may go to Baltimore. We'll see. Uh, taking time off, but in Atlantic City, maybe, but that's just so expensive too. Because it's, it's it's a, a small city. venue, right? Yeah, it's a small venue. Last I checked, because uh, I might do what you did, Corey, as far as waiting until the day of. Yeah. Last I checked, like handicap seats were three hundred bucks. I'm not doing that. You know. Yeah. I've already. Yeah. I don't need to break any more arms and legs or do anything like that. So, uh, <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see if I go to to Baltimore. But I, I, it's just been amazing to talk about these shows with you guys. I feel like I was in indie, you know. I, I really do. I, I I want a piece of. Sorry, I want a slice of uh, Arnie's pizza. I want, <laughs> I want to see what it's like. And what, what's and <laughs> what if Axel hears that? You know, that Eric Bromowitz. <laughs> You know, you know, I almost uh, messaged Doug to come join me at the show in Indy, but I didn't really want to push him on it because I don't know if, he, if he's been to any shows in, in the last 25 years because he's right there in St. Louis. It's not that far. Yeah, he's in St. Louis. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, 
I, I must have asked him. I don't think he's been to any any shows. <laughs> well, for anyone who's on the fence, I know Eric said he went in with low expectations, and I almost didn't go to this tour. Um, I actually went. I'm going to be out of town for Chicago, um, so I wasn't going to be able to do that. And I also had this, like, I always, like, have this little fantasy that Izzy's going to show up. So I try to, you know, that's one of the reasons I went to Indy. Instead of Chicago in 2011, I was like, my buddy and I were like, let's do Indianapolis because it's the first time he's played there since 92 and maybe Izzy will come out. So, you know, I still, I was holding out hope. My buddy was texting me. He's like, Dustin Bones in the encore, you know? And uh, I, I, I was really holding out hope, but uh, no, no dice. So, but anyone who's on the fence, the, you know, for, from Eric, who's seen the show a bunch of times and me too, I, I was really impressed and I was, I, I wasn't going to go, you know, because I was, you know, just been a lot of the same stuff and it was well, it was well, well worth it. You know, Absolutely. I was super happy that I went. Very cool. And so was I. I w- being at two shows wasn't enough. Whether I go to another one remains to be seen, but I continue to live vicariously through you. <laughs> Eric, Corey, AFD show listener. So let me ask you both this as we wrap up. Favorite, as I have a lot of my Guns N' Roses memorabilia behind me, my wall of GNR crap. Favorite piece of memorabilia. It could be anything. It could be a ticket stub, a t-shirt a memory, you know, like what, what's uh, so Corey, uh, Eric, you got to do, you gasp first. Oh, I was going to say, I was out in Vegas a couple of years ago and I was at a memorabilia shop and I got a placard, a lanyard from 92 Minnesota on the Metallica tour to, for backstage access. I got it uh, and I kept it. I've got it somewhere around here <laughs> hanging around, but uh, that'd be my favorite. Plus I got a stub from 92 show. So it's almost all faded out now. You should try that backstage pass now and see what happens. <laughs> see what, someone might be like, you know what, bro? Sure. Just come back. <laughs> let me know. If you, if you decide to do that, let me know. You, you totally should. I'm not paying your bail, but you should totally. Uh, what about you, Corey? What's your favorite piece of memorabilia? Oh, is that, um, is that a dime bag shirt, by the way? It is. I got to represent. I got to represent. Yes, it's a dime cool. bag shirt. I want to um, make sure I acknowledge that. Yeah. 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 Um, I, um, you know, honestly, you mentioned a memory the, the my, mine was after Vegas. I went with one of my dearest, oldest friends and, uh, you know, there was a lot of emotion involved and just after the show though, him and I just turned to each other and it was just, it was, it was just a, something I'll never forget. We both were just like, that was the best thing we've ever seen in our lives. And I just can't even describe the feelings that it was, you know, um, but funny in terms of, I'm not a big memorabilia holder, but my 91 ticket from the first show, I don't keep any of my tickets. I reconnected with the guy that I went to the show with maybe a year and a half ago. And he gave me the ticket stub. He's like, here, I, I have this for you. This is your ticket stub that I kept all these years. And I think I've already lost it. I was going to try to bring it up and, 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 and show you how much the cost of it was and everything. I was looking in a drawer. I don't even remember where I put it, but that's sort of cool to have that original ticket Tron ticket stub that I got at Sears, uh, you know, when they went on sale. So as an 11 year old kid, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think I ever had the pleasure of buying a t- a tickets at a Sears. I, I don't think I ever did that. Just to think, wow. Like yeah. how, uh, maybe yeah. it's a good thing that you don't have memorabilia since you lose stuff. But yeah, you, I know. Right. If you find it, take a picture and I'll, and I'll post it. You know, I will. I'll look for it. Very cool. Oh. Hey there. Was it, I was going to ask, was it the first show or the second show on Alpine that you go to? The first. The very first. So that was the first show of the whole tour. 
Yeah, besides those warm-up shows. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. The first show on the whole tour, yeah, besides the warm-up, yeah. And That's I got funny. a funny story, if you got a minute about that, because I got um, – so speaking of the Sears, right, I went with a friend of mine. I was a kid, you know. I mean, I was – yeah, I was 12 years old or something, and so my friend's dad took us, and he's he was a cheapskate, so he gave me the money. I was the one who went to Sears, so he gives me the money just for lawn. Right. Because he doesn't think, oh, yo, it's going to it's such a popular show. You're not going to get any a good seat. And I was a little shrimp. And these two girls like took a liking to me and they like <laughs> gave me their number in line because they both didn't need it. <laughs> and so I go up. I could have got 14th row, but I didn't have enough money. So oh. I'm in the I'm I was way up in the lawn. And to this day, my friend's dad's on my list of people, you know, well, you got that story out of it. But still, hey, that's true. That's I, true. You would, that's I would have preferred the memory. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. I would have preferred being 14th row for the first show of the tour, you know. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> well, Eric, Corey, thank you so much. Uh, sure. It's a lot of fun. I hope you guys both had fun as well. It's I love having fans. That don't know each other, but it seems like we all knew each other. This is really our first conference. It right. is our first conversation. Yeah. GNR just helps it flow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anybody, I know we're all you know, regular citizens here, but anyone have any business they want to promote or any, you know, GNR program <laughs> or anything, nothing like that? I, I don't have anything. Just, uh, you know, rock out and have a good time at your shows if you're going. All right. That's yeah. Nice. Take advantage of the shows while you can and, and definitely don't miss the tour. If you're on the fence, it's it's worth it, man. If you, you know, if you're on the fence, go to it. I hope uh, Fernando hears this and sees what, uh, you know, I'm selling tickets for, for GNR somehow. Look at all these. <laughs> I, I ain't pay you guys. These are your honest reviews. Look at this. So I, I am I'll planning... talk to Fernando. I speak Portuguese. I'll talk to him. I, I was going to say, I am planning to go to the, uh, the Stone Show in St. Louis. That's the opener of this tour, even though Charlie Watts passed. We're still doing the tour. Yeah. That's coming up in about two and a half weeks down there in the dome in St. Louis. I don't know, Corey, if you thought about going to that at all, if you're a fan, but I'm, I'm going definitely... to, I'm going to Detroit actually. Um, okay. I'm going to the Detroit show. And speaking of that, isn't it a shame that after that, they didn't add a stone song, right? I couldn't believe that they yeah. didn't add a stone song. They added, you know, Wichita lineman. They added after Chris Cornell died, black hole Sun, And I just thought right. for sure they'd bust out a stone song, but well, have fun at that show. I, uh, um, I hope it's a great one because I'm looking so forward too, to Detroit. The last yeah. time to be able to see those guys for sure. I'm positive with that now. Yeah, well, they've, <laughs> they've been, been saying, saying that since 94. Since 78, they've been saying that. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> and that's a good anyway. point. I, I was talking about it on Twitter, Corey, and I'll just mention it here. I do find it odd that they didn't do a Stones song, you know, with those examples that you gave. I don't know if this is going to be a... I don't want to call it because it's. The, I don't want to take anything away from the sentiment of it, but I don't want it to be a blanket thing where somebody passes away at the, that they just play knocking the heaven's door like they did for Kobe, like they did for Bismarcky. I mean, it's still great. I mean, you're acknowledging them. You're there shouldn't be a precedent uh, to set of how you pay homage or whatever. But it's obviously very surprising knowing how influential the Stones are to the GNR and knowing that they have covered them in the past. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Dead I mean, flowers Glenn Campbell or Rolling Stones, right? <laughs> like who would you think they would cover? Right. with uh, someone passing, I would say they're saving it for Keith, but he's never going to die. So we know. <laughs> well, they, one of my favorite memories of 92 or, or of that tour was they used to do wild horses, Gilby and slash yep. wild horses and Axel and Duff would come in at the end. That was a really good, 
piece of work that they did at that particular tour. So, and they've done dead flowers over yep. the years in the, uh, in the skin and bones tour, I believe that would fit perfectly right after, uh, after, uh, right before patients or instead of Wichita lineman, dead horses would be great. Just as an example. Yeah. There's a lot of songs, a lot of songs like that. They could, they could slip in there really easily. Yeah. We'll see yeah. down the road. If anything now, even though perception to a lot of fans may seem like a lot of things don't change, things change. There are surprises. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we're going to wait till the next review. Maybe it'll, it'll happen in the next. Uh, Maybe. Next, yeah, probably not. But we'll, we'll see at the next show review. Soon isn't the word, right? Right. I'm going to end here in just a moment. Yeah, exactly. Good one. So for any fan who wants to be just like Eric, just like Corey, wants to review a Guns N' Roses show that you are at, uh, just hit me up on social media, on Facebook, like they did, new Twitter at the AFD podcast, email at the AFD show at gmail.com, uh, Instagram. Just leave a comment on one of my tweets or posts or anything like that. It's a lot of different ways to, to reach me. folks. So thank you guys. So when are you going to see the next review? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. <laughs> You'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.